Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. This week in fictional news, Pierce Brown was set to release a series of NFTs based off his popular science fiction series, Red Rising. However, due to massive backlash from his fans and the science fiction community, mainly focused around the environmental impact NFTs have, he has released a statement saying that while he loves the art and appreciates the hard work from the artists in his community, the NFT project is not what his fans want, and as such, he will not be releasing them. I think that's pretty admirable. It is pretty admirable. He, uh, he was a guy who listens and cares, which I really respect. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what side of the NFT argument I land on, really, but just the fact that he's willing to listen to his community, you know, it's kind of this this localized thing. There's a lot of people in the community, but he was willing to sit down, listen to what they wanted, and kind of at least hear them out and say, okay, we're just not going to do this right now. So yeah, Pierce Brown continues to seem to me at least to be a pretty cool guy. It seems like a pretty stand-up guy. I'm kind of sad for him because I bet, like, he's a science fiction writer, so he's probably really, I'm just, I'm going, this is my opinion, too. It's not fact. I am going out on a limb and saying he's probably really into, like, up-and-coming technologies. Right. And he's probably really into the idea of, like, the decentralized currency idea that the blockchain and NFTs can bring to the table. He's probably just really into it. He's a nerd. He's probably into the technology. And so he was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hop aboard the NFT train. And I just so happen to have a awesome book series that could be turned into cool NFTs. And then it goes to like all the artwork process of making it, finding artists and doing all that, and then receives so much hate for it. And I think I don't know. I think he received too much hate for it. And especially when he was so willing to be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. As soon as he learned what people, you know, didn't want him to do, he totally didn't do it. Um, so people like, I read some posts, people were like, he's just a bad guy. And I was like, man, he's not a bad guy. Like, yes, NFTs are not good for the environment. And they're very, they take a lot of energy to create and maintain. But like, that doesn't mean that he's, you know, burning Amazon acreage. You know, like, I mean, it seems like his whole thing was that he wanted to keep the art um, away from, it says in this letter that he wrote, uh, against outside big companies whose sole focus is strong arming away the rights to projects they've never been a part of to turn a quick profit. The NFT world is a new frontier, and I felt that if I didn't jump on it myself, someone else would without the love, care, and artistry we believe in. So yeah, I mean, he was coming at it from a good place. Absolutely. Um, it seems like maybe the community together, or at least the majority of the community, I'm sure it wasn't like every single one of them was kind of like, we just, we don't want our right. community to be a part of whatever environmental uh, impact this is having. So yeah, it seems like just like everything else, like a fairly complicated, but like, why not just sell the art himself or, you know what I mean? Like, why not just set up some kind of like... Because he's a nerd and he liked the technology. <laughs> but like, I don't understand. I guess like, I just don't really understand. And we know this is by no means an NFT, blockchain, Bitcoin podcast no. or anything. But like, why not? I mean, what is the draw there? I mean, like, why not just have a private way of selling that art to people? 
And that's probably what he will end up doing. But think about this. I mean, he's thinking like 10 years in the future when everyone has little space in the metaverse and we all have little metaverse homes and we're like walking around like (laughs) the Sims and you can invite, you can have a party in your metaverse home and you have the NFT Red Rising project on the wall digitally. And people are like, what? Is that an original? And you're like, yeah. Like, but isn't digital art like Ready Player One? But isn't digital art way easier to copy and paste? And I mean, yeah, it definitely is. But, you know, you can't. The thing about the blockchain is it's um, exposed, right? Everyone can go look it up. So everyone can see like very clearly you don't have the original. This person does. Uh, So it's not like if I got an NFT for something, I wouldn't be able to like screenshot it on my phone and then be like and then send it to somebody else. And then they'd also have it. I I mean, they would have it. For sure, they would have a literal picture of it on their computer, but, but they wouldn't be the, able to verify file. that they have the original, you know. I feel like kind of behind on all of that. Um, it's because whenever really... I see anything about NFTs, it's always the butt of a joke. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's even more so than cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that stuff, which I think that stuff, it seems to be a little bit above the butt of the joke, but some people are making real money off of it. I have friends that just invested in the right thing at the right time and kind of got lucky and like made a few yep. thousand dollars. So that's, that doesn't seem as, yeah, like that doesn't seem as silly to me. Um, if it's like, you know, if it's something that you're nerding out on and you're just keeping up on it every day and you just know where to allocate certain amounts of money. Um, but I do understand the kind of like environmental aspect of all right. of that and like the impact that that's having. Um, and it, you know, not that this is even close to as important as the environmental aspect, but like, uh, this sounds so dumb now, but like uh, video game companies are having trouble putting out systems because of the microprocessors that they need, you know, the chips that they need to put these systems out. They're being used uh, by miners. <laughs> so like the whole gaming industry was like thrown into a funk. It's really interesting. We do need to make a way to make it more environmentally friendly. That is a major, I love the blockchain and I love the 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 idea behind it, but it's actual reality. It is very harmful to the environment we just need a better way of um, manufacturing energy and storing energy well good on you pierce brown i think that this was a good call i mean you don't really at least you don't really seem to see very many uh kind of like leaders in their community like listen Listen. yeah like i mean you see it now and then but it's not really a thing like i wouldn't expect it you know yeah well here's the thing that really kind of frustrated me when i was he was getting so many so much hate was he even before the hate put out a statement saying and to offset the energy use the the carbon footprint that i'm going to be you know putting into reality by making these nfts a thing i'm going to plant x amount of trees to offset it so he was even trying to overcome the objection before it even happened but like nope that wasn't good enough for some people and you know well maybe those people thought that just simply by participating in it uh, you're kind of like normalizing it and glorifying it so and that's fair yeah and i can i don't know it's just like like I said, I don't really know which end of that I'm I really land on because I haven't need done enough fission research. reactors, baby. We need a fission <laughs> reactor to be a reality. Yeah, we really that is science fiction right now. But they're uh, so it close. It it's might not, not be. Really, yeah, yeah, it's it might really not close. be soon. But what have you been doing this week? What did, did you read anything cool? What's going on? I did read something very cool. Um, I just went on a little YA uh, young adult journey, and I read this little book called Dealing with Dragons by Patricia Reed. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's the first book in um, the Enchanted Forest Chronicles. It came out in like 1992. I've never heard of those. 
Dude, think about her like I hadn't either, but it just had a picture of a dragon on it, and it was at Goodwill for like two dollars, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try it out and then the other day I was like walking by it and I was like getting some water and I just grabbed it off the shelf and opened it up and just started reading it while I was like getting water and then I just didn't stop until I finished it <laughs> and it was awesome how long is it is oh it's it... really small uh, like 206 pages think like Terry Pratchett young adult style almost like it's like making fun of all the all the tropes the, like it's not about a princess who's really doesn't want to be a princess because she's like so sick of just like taking dancing lessons and learning how to like be a good upstanding princess so she's like trying to take fencing lessons and take magic lessons and her parents are like oh my gosh you know and then they try to marry her off and she basically and this isn't really spoilers because it happens really early on and i think that it I don't know if it says it on the back cover, but it probably would. She basically allows herself to get captured by a dragon and begins the whole like save me trope, you know, (laughs) but she's trying to not be saved. So it kind of like hilarity ensues. Oh, people are like trying to save her. Yeah, princes, (laughs) but she doesn't want to be saved. And so she's trying to like, she's trying to find ways to like, make sure she doesn't like, she's a really nice person though. So she's trying to like not hurt their feelings when they try to save her. And she's friends with the dragon who's like captured her. (laughs) It was really good. I actually want to read the second one. How many are in the series? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. It's finished. You could read all four of them. Pretty oh, quickly. hell yeah. Dude, it was really fun. It was a really, really fun book. I very much enjoyed it. And then, of course, I've been uh, hitting up old uh, Jade Jade War. Was that the third one? Jade Legacy. <laughs> Jade Legacy. There we go. I'm so jaded out. I don't know which one. Um, and it's been, of course, great, which we'll, which we'll deep dive into on the podcast. We absolutely will. What have you been going? What's been going on in your life? Um, so I'm still reading Best Served Cold. It's way longer than I thought it was. I did a video on TikTok about it because like the font and margins are tiny in this book. It's like 500 pages, but it's just, I don't know what it was. Like I thought I was just going to kind of like Joe Abercrombie my way through it and just read it in like four or five days, you know, right. but it's taken me over a week. I'm like just over halfway through it. And it's just, it's a very, very long book, but it is really good. Um, it's like a, it's, it's vengeance. You know, it's best served cold. And it's I love a, a good vengeance tale. I really like it a lot, but it's um, I I should have read it quickly after reading the first Law trilogy mm. because I just I forgot what everyone's name was and like who was important, and it it kind of like references a lot of characters in the first Law trilogy. I'm also still reading the Attack on Titan manga, and it's, <laughs> it's just so much. And now I'm getting like really into the meat of it where, you know, before it was just like a normal kind of like smattering of words and really cool pictures. And now I feel like saying getting into the meat of it is a disgusting waste. Yeah, it kind of is. But now it's like giant chunks of I forgot how much in that show and in the in these books, there's like all this action going on. But then it kind of stops and there's just like this massive internal dialogue that these characters are having. You know, they're just like, they're just questioning like every part of their own existence and like (laughs) why they're doing anything. And, and it's just like, okay, like, holy shit, you guys, like, here we go. There's like a tight move on, like reaching out to grab you. And you're just like, I don't know if I ever had the courage to like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, you need to find the courage right now, figure it out. Um, But it is really good. And I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to the, to the show really soon like I'm have on, you have I'm you watched the, the show yeah i watched the first season okay but um yeah i'm on the eighth issue 
and there's 34. And after this one that I'm on, I'm gonna have to start paying for them. And I don't really want to do that because mm -hmm. like, um, so I'm gonna watch season two and three, and then I'm gonna read the rest after season three, because the rest is like finished. And I think there's like a live action movie. There's like video games and stuff. Um, I'm also reading. Uh, I just today just started. Um, I think it's called Legends and Lattes. It's a slice of life fantasy. Okay, I don't know if I know what that means. So this guy Travis Baldry, I'm friends with him on TikTok. He put out, and I think he's, I think he just got picked up by Tor or Da or something. But it's, it's called like the the subtitle for Legends and Lattes is a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. Okay. And it's about it's about an orc like warrior who quits being an orc warrior and decides to open a coffee shop in like this fantasy town <laughs> and it's it's like it's like i kind of laughed at first too and i started I'm like 10 pages in but it's just it's exactly what all of you need everyone listening to this like I, i've been looking for slice of life fantasy for a while now and like obviously it's out there and the cover is like it's all it looks like a like a late 80s like early 90s kind of cover okay it's, and i'm just so excited to read it because like um i find that a lot in fantasy especially a lot of stuff that's been coming out lately it's very very grim and very, very grim. um like edgy and grim i don't like say that in phase. a yeah and it's not not in a bad way i like reading it but it's a lot of like she was an assassin and the best one ever and it can <laughs> Can, and she's also the daughter of a king and the right. king the king just died and can she hold back the hordes of mengabar from like the you know and it's just yes it's just like it's very intense you know and that's not a bad thing at all but it is really nice it's just such a breath of fresh air sometimes to just read something that is low stakes and that you know um it's a much more like personal story dude that's where... what i thought about dealing with dragons it just didn't take itself very seriously i was like this is yeah. fun I know. I remember when I was like reading the Poppy War, I was kind of like, all right, like, I don't want to read anything like this for a little while. <laughs> and like Greenbone, I was worried it was going to be like that, but it's not. It's like a whole different vibe. Like it is very intense, vibe. but yeah, it is just really nice to read something like that. Do you have a fictional fun fact for us this week? I do. And it's Ooh. not as good as last week's. The I last week's was the pinnacle. Last week's one. was really good. Dude, well, you always find the best one, so I had to like bring something to the table, you know? You did. And then. I didn't. Okay, this, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what this is. Dr. Seuss's first book entitled And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street was rejected by 27 publishers. He decided to destroy the book, but randomly bumped into an old friend who'd just become a children's book editor who asked to look at it and ended up publishing it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Boy, those publishers were like beating themselves up. Right. It's like the time that the Shark Tank like passed on the ring doorbell thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, jokes on you. <laughs> or all those publishers that uh, allegedly passed on Sorcerer's Stone. You oh, know, wow. It's like, I, I think it was like 13 or something. That's the, uh, the legend, at least. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, publishers, like children's book publishers, while Dr. Seuss's art was very unique, had probably, you know, anyone he brought it to had probably seen a hundred of them in the last yep. couple of days, you know? So it makes sense that things get rejected like that. Man, think about how different like whole generations, like childhoods, yeah. like, you know, it's just like, Without, it's like such green a eggs and part. ham. And man, I learned some excellent lessons from Dr. Seuss books. Such a big deal. 
the one that I always liked a lot was I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like you had like these people, and some of them had star stars in their bellies, and some of them didn't. And then this guy came huh. to the town and told them he could give everybody stars on their bellies. So then everyone had stars on their bellies, and then someone didn't, and everyone oh. was like, "Oh, I want." the one I don't want a star on my belly anymore. And so the guy like made it, he's like, I have a new machine that'll make it. So none of you have stars on your bellies, you know? And it was just like, as a kid, I, I, I think I got the message. <laughs> the yeah. message was just kind of like, do your own thing or else a charlatan's going to come to town and take advantage right. of your insecurities. <laughs> That's the message. But, that, well, that was well said. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have like the Grinch. Charlatan's going to come down and take advantage <laughs> of your insecurities. <laughs> so true we have the internet version of that every time yes. i go online yeah. <laughs> i think i was i was a big whoville guy i just loved like the art with like the the town and stuff i was really into that have you seen any of uh, dr seuss's art that's not kids book art no i did not know that he even makes <laughs> not kid book art oh boy it is, is it weird of course okay it's weird. yeah yeah of it's, course it's just it's just dark it's like dark and weird and awesome weird yeah. So he's like, just kind of a uh, has to pick one side of the spectrum, huh? Oh boy, you're looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, really. Some of it's really, really good. Like I would put it yeah. up in my house, and it just goes to show that, like, you know, you're a really fantastic artist to the point that he knows like what to do for a kid's book. Right. right? You know, you gotta. I wouldn't say necessarily limit yourself, but you, you, you have to do it a certain way. Right, you got to stay in that lane. But the piece I'm looking at right now is wildly inappropriate for a child. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. I went down a pretty, pretty deep rabbit hole with. Uh, oh, it's Dr. really Seuss cool, art. though. It is really cool. Yeah, if you're listening right now, go check that out, Doctor. Yeah, Seuss like I art. love his colors. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's and really. It, you like, can tell it's detailed. him. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like yeah. the way he's making trees, you're like, hey, that's a Whoville tree. Yeah, but it's not a Whoville tree. But it's not a Whoville tree. Whoa weird i bet you this is the sort of thing that is like really expensive like you know like his like underground dark art you know right but i just thought that was really cool and it, it, you know i'm i'm an author that's you know i'm trying to get published and trying to trying to grind out here and um it's just cool to see that your stuff is w usually worthy of some sort of recognition it just hasn't mm -hmm. been recognized yet and you know it's not it wasn't a personal thing against dr seuss you know it's not like these these publishers were like fuck this guy you know <laughs> like, right. but they were just like no it's not for us uh -huh. and but it is really lucky that he ran into somebody like that i think that happened with um radiohead too like johnny greenwood was just like they were a band called like on a friday or something like that i can't somebody a big radiohead fan's gonna listen to this and send me an email and tell me how dumb <laughs> i am but um and i guess johnny greenwood was just in a record store and just started talking to some guy that was like a huge record executive and they had been, you know, they'd been trying to get signed and stuff. And he's just, just bumped into a guy at a record store and they were off to the races. Wow. I think that's so cool. And such a good example of why you should never try to turn down a conversation. You know, like people give me flack all the time because I like to start conversations with people in like shopping stores or just like I'm grocery shopping and I like to strike up conversations with people. And my goal when I meet a new person is to always try and get them to tell me a story. Um, you know, even if it's what they did yesterday, you know, that, that checks the box for me, but it's, you don't even know what the opportunity loss that you're experiencing 
by not trying to do that. I've literally gotten jobs before because I struck up a conversation with somebody, an old lady, and the person standing behind me in line thought that I was a cordial young man and offered me a job at his restaurant. And I took it. And I needed a job at the time. Was that like the the one in Bend? The the Jewels. Yeah. Yeah, the Mediterranean restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, it was a good job. Yeah, you liked that place. I did like that place. Yeah, he was a great, great guy, man. I think it also goes to show that just because you haven't been you haven't broken through yet. You know what I mean? Like just, if you're trying to break through and you're, you just, it's, it's not popping off, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's not going to until it does, you know, right. but like, you got to keep working. I'm sure, you know, like Dr. Seuss in, in a fit of rage was like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm burning this. You know what I mean? But I bet even if he hadn't met that guy, he would have kept doing it until it worked out. Yep. You know, I always tell myself that's a really like encouraging message too. It's just like, keep going stay the course you know i do it a lot, do a lot of like t-shirt designing and stuff and i always tell myself whenever i get down i'm like oh i was like you're one design away from having one go viral man don't stop you know and you just keep on going yeah it's like with this podcast you know just yeah just keep, keep plugging away keep doing the thing exactly keep, and we do it because we love it like i love right. talking to you you know like, so, I, love, I, love I love talking love, to you ah. I mean, I love fantasy books and I love sci-fi and horror and video games and all this stuff. And it's like having somebody to communicate this with in front of an audience, like it's just, it's just driving us forward. Like I love exactly. to I look forward to it all week, even though we don't have time for it. All I know. Week. Oh my God. I know. And then the added benefit of the community, like our discord that we've created, it's just, man, it's just so special to me. Like my, my goals here were just to you know, get this conversation that we were having and enjoy having in front of a bunch of other people. And then turns out that those people are awesome and i really enjoy hanging with them speaking of the best fantasy community on the internet (laughs) you can find a link to our discord in the description for this episode and that is going to wrap it up for us today on the monday morning minute thank you so much for listening to us on your morning commute or if you're at home playing hooky you don't have a job you don't want a job good for you whatever (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it and if you'd like to sign up for our Patreon, we have a bunch of deleted scenes up in there. We're going to start doing a monthly Patreon podcast just for the people that are subscribed. So click on the link in the description for that. And of course, we also have an Audible affiliate link. And if you just click on that, it'll take you to the Audible page and you can get two months. Was it one month and two two credits? It's one month and two credits. Yeah. Okay. Then you get one of those. It helps us out a ton. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have an awesome day. Bye, everybody.